Hi and welcome to The Practice Gap, the podcast for closing the gap between the practice you have and the one that you want. I'm Elizabeth, a chiropractor, a business owner, coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you move from frustration and overwhelm to clarity, focus and joy in practice. Welcome back, Tona. I'm so happy to have you back in our studio. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much. We're having so much fun. Yes. (laughs) Today we are going to talk about patient communication and also metaphors. Yes. Because when you are uh, starting out, patient communication is difficult. It's uh, hard. You have all this knowledge and you want to share and you want to help, but it's kind of difficult to start. Could you give the audience some tips and thought and just share some of the knowledge with us? Yeah, it, I think there there are there are so many experts out there on communication and they have the psychological side, this and that and so on. The most important thing is that whoever comes through the door, that they're treated like a VIP, you know, mm-hmm. that they're if they are a new patient or they have been coming for two years or for 10 years, that every single visit they come they know that you have the absolute 100% focus on them. That's really important. Mm, that's a lot. That's, I never heard that expression of, as a VIP. That's a really nice picture. I, I like, that's, a, that's a nice me- metaphor. <laughs> yeah, and I think from, from reception and from the, the way they, when they call and when they come in and when they come in. And, and it, I think we will have, always have patients that, we don't like or we, we, it's easier to like or we don't understand or there and so on I think it's important that you start practicing looking at what there's a commonality or something even if it's a grain of something that you find as a commonality and you work with that and you'll find that most of the patient that you work with you'll actually you will eventually like and it also depends on whether you are actually helping them because then they will become more open and more likable back because you can have a new patient coming in and you think oh my goodness they are so rude or you know they're so cold but most of the time they're just scared they're scared of because they don't know who you are you are an unknown they don't know what you're going to do are you going to help them or you're going to make them worse and and you can have a patient who walks in like that and once you have worked with them and reassured them what you're going to do they they walk out completely differently and and reception they go whoa that's not the same person who walked in that's about communication. So we had a really interesting um, exper- exercise recently where we asked patients to write down on a, on a flipboard how how they felt after they'd been cared at for at our clinic, a Luxio clinic. So, so um, just to <laughs> clarify, so you had like a flip over just in reception? Yeah, in reception. We had a flip chart and we just wrote... How do you feel after your treatment at Luxyard for all the practitioners? And, and that gives you a really good idea how the patients feel. And it was fantastic for all wow. the ages. Like children were saying how they felt and adults. And one of them said, realigned and understood. Wow, that is beautiful. Mm. And, and so it brings it back to that, well, patients need to feel seen, heard and valued. And if you can do that, then that's part of your basics of communication so it's really important that they fill out a form before they come in that you've read it so you have an idea of who they are already then they know that you've already taken time to think about who I am then you go over that and you then bring out different aspects and then again in one of the golden rules of communication is to repeat back am I right that you're saying this um is this what you mean and they go yeah yeah that's what you mean Mm. and they understood me they heard me and then 
to patient-centered care is about looking back at what are you struggling with? What's your pain? And pain could be the physical pain you have or what you're unable to, to do in your life. You know, are you able to turn around in bed? Are you able to go into the car? Can you lift your children? Can you work? Can you ride your horses? You know, and be very, very mindful of that. That are the things that they're unable to do. And your goal is to help them to find a way back so they can do those things. And and if they know that each time they come in, your prime ro- job is to help them to gain some you know their, their life back or be the best version of themselves that they can be that's our that's our motto and our, our practice then they know that you know you got their back you know and I think that's part of the communication so do you have any concrete questions you would you mentioned telling back to the patient that uh, like is this what you're mm. to clarify is this what you're mm. saying are you do you have any other like good questions as that especially new chiropractors can use to check that you're actually well, <laughs> on I think, track i think it's really important that you're for a new patient that you have a really good questionnaire that patients fill out before they come in and then you go over that and you go can i just understand what you mean with this and very often they've said they have right leg and then you go back and go tell me about it you know what's it like is it Is it deep? Is it sharp? Is it tingling? Is it the whole leg? Where is it? And also by doing that, you're probably the first person who's ever inquired that of them, you know? I know a lot of um, chiropractors, they're a little negative to using an intake form or like um, a questionnaire. What are the benefits in your eyes to using an intake form? Oh, it's amazing. incomparable first of all it saves you time because it then they can sit at home and do it when they can think about it when we used to do it when we had paper notes they would do it in the practice and then they forgot but now you send it as a pdf file yeah yeah. Yeah. it goes in automatic through our system and and in that i also have life life questions you know how do you sleep what's your energy like what's your mood like and and i also have questions like what are your goals with this treatment what would you like to achieve so i have all those questions already And then I dig into wow. that. That makes it a lot easier for the oh. first time. Uh, oh, it's it just it's it's just so much easier because I have an hour with a new patient because for me that first time I meet them it's absolutely essential that I get under the skin. Who are you? What's your issues? Where do you come from? Seventy percent of people's problems are stress, so I will need to understand that. Where is your stress? Where's that coming from? Is it short? Is it long? Has it been going on for a long, long time? What's going, you know, getting an idea, getting the grip of someone, because then I can help them better with whatever advice and support I'm going to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so for me, that, that's been incomparable. And adding, apart from the back pain and neck pain, how they work, you know, how many children they have. The ages of the children will give me an idea if they're lifting them on their right hip every day or whether they're lifting them in and out of the car. All of a sudden, you have a life context that can help you go, ah, okay, I need to give you that, you know, instead of, so you can really, really see them and, and help them. When you have, uh, okay, so you, the patient have been coming to your practice for a while, they're all happy-go-lucky, and uh, you have easily flowing conversation about this, this and that, and then you suddenly realize they ca- have canceled the next appointment, And uh, they usually come in once a month for um, maintenance or once every third month. And then they're gone. And you suddenly one day is like, what happened to Mrs. Jones? What do you do then? Do you contact them? Do you have a follow-up thing you do for the patients who kind of suddenly disappear? 
I, I, I don't because I'm so busy. <laughs> I don't have time. But I do think that I get a lot of intuitive sense about what might be going on. And they, sometimes these patients pop up in my head and then mm. I give them a call. Yeah. So, Are you okay? I've been thinking about you. I haven't seen you for a while. So if How there's d- someone you're thinking, mm. and this is not, th- there's something off here, I just give them a call and say, are you okay? Because they genuinely know that I care. A lot of practitioners, they are afraid to picking up that phone, to take that phone call to say like, are you okay? When you have done this in the past, how do um, the patients react? They're so grateful. They're so grateful because someone actually cared about them. And if you ring from the, 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 the center of, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help you? Is there anyone else I can refer you to? It's very different from why you're not coming to see me. Yeah, those are definitely two different mindsets. There's two different <laughs> mindsets. So if you ring with that in mind, if you really genuinely worry about them and you think, is there anything, how are you? What can I do? And that's, again, going back to what I keep saying about you are in service. If you are a patient-centered chiropractor, and I would call it a principal chiropractor, you are in service for your whole life to Mm -hmm. the people you care for. When you use the term principal chiropractor, that's not a term that I've been familiar with in Norwegian. Could you just explain what you mean by that? This is slightly controversial because I think that principal chiropractor goes, there are lots of people who use it differently. For me, it's about being patient-centered, you know, that what can I do to help my patient and their care, whether they see me or not, is the most important. Whether they see one of my colleagues, whether they see another practitioner or whether they go out and get care somewhere else. That to me is principle and that you're treating them for their best. Mm-hmm. That's that's my definition. So there it's, might be other definitions out there. When a new chiropractor comes to work with you and you are going to help them with communication or how to become a better patient communicator, what are some tools you can give the chiropractor or the practitioner? Well, I, I think it's... It, it's about learning your communication style. What what kind of communicator are you as a chiropractor? And there's so many different ways that you can communicate what you do. And, and it's also getting a little bit of an idea what the patients do. So there are a lot of chiropractors, for instance, who they have a questionnaire to the patient to understand whether they're visual or whether they're tactile or whether they like statistics. And then they communicate with them via statistics or mm-hmm. via the spine or they touch the body. And so I don't do that particularly um, because I think I just have an, a sense and I've been in practice for such a long time. But it's also important to understand your style. And so in, in a day, I will change the way I speak to my different patients and I will I will level my language to who I speak mm-hmm. to. And obviously I, I treat a lot of children. So then I have language around with children. I, we make it simple. We say, have you got angry bones today or grumpy bones? And we're going to help you have happy bones. And children can relate to that. Well, that's a beautiful metaphor. Oh, it's just so easy. <laughs> and children come in and the, and the parents say, can you tell Tony if you've had any grumpy bones this time, you know, between last time and this time? I'm definitely going to use that grumpy bones. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it goes back to in the, the concept, which is my new wonderful buzzword, which is interoception. And interoception is the word that means that having an inner body awareness So you have proprioception, which is about, you know, spatial awareness. But interoception is about inner body awareness. And I believe that when you have manual therapy, you improve your inner body awareness. So patients who come into us for the first time have never had chiropractic or manual therapy. They don't have a good sense of what the body is telling them. And so, again, it comes back to these metaphors. The, the body is communicating with us every single time, all the time. It communicates with your brain. So it might be your heart, it might be your digestion, it might be your... 
you know, your your hand or your foot or whatever. Usually people are brought up in what I call, you know, paracetamol and plaster um, culture. If it hurts, take a paracetamol or have a plaster and it goes away. And if you've been brought up in what we would call the chiropractic model, you have been brought up to listen to what your body is telling you. So when you're treating children from newborn and upwards, they can come in at the age of three and say, Tona, I have something funny going on my neck here. I've got the grumpy bone in, in my chest here. Or they say to, they can say to the parents at five or whatever, Mom, I need to go and see Tona that something's off. Mm. And for me, that's so beautiful because they have been brought up with listening to the language, the communication that, you know, that, that the body tells them. Adults who come to us, they don't have that. They have been switched off from the brain down and they don't really listen to body. And they're also being taught, um, don't make a fuss. Never mind, it will be better tomorrow. You'll get better tomorrow. And eventually it builds up and it builds up and then you have a dam that just explodes. And that's usually what happens to patients. And that is a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And being able to speak to patients about these metaphors. I treat a lot of children who have emotional stress and they get explosions. So I talk about that they, and, and let's say that there are children who have learning difficulties or, or, or some kind of special needs where life is really hard to navigate. Every day they have to navigate so many hurdles. By the end of the day, they are exhausted and they're a little bit like a pressure cooker that's about to explode. And you just touch them and go, bang, bang, you know. And when you help them with chiropractic care, you can take away, you can help to take away some of the stresses that builds up because of the navigation that they have to do. And and so if we can explain it that way, people can understand it, that that's a pressure cooker problem. Mm. Equally, um, so, so it depends on your language when you're communicating with a patient. What You get a sense of what they like, what they listen to, what makes sense to them. And you have to find your language. And again, as I said in a previous podcast, go and shadow if you're a new chiropractor, go and shadow as many chiropractors as you can. Listen to their language. Soak it in. Uh, and my, my stepbrother, Hawkins Segrell, he did his PhD on something called tacit knowledge, silent knowledge. That's the knowledge that experienced chiropractor gets from working for many years, learning from others and learning generally. And that's the experience that they can share with younger graduates. So there's a massive value of learning from, from others of how they speak. Well, thank you so much, Tona. <laughs> a lot of good uh, metaphors there and a lot of good advice again. I am so happy that you've come here. <laughs> <laughs> now you I know you're off back to England to help more uh, patients and to be in your lovely office and also love uh, work with all the young people in your community that I know that you are very good to help as well as your patients i'm looking forward to maybe have you visit next time you come to norway thank you <laughs> thank you so much and i just want to just a final word to just say one of the biggest things in chiropractic and i thought about this this morning keep being humble yeah. being humble being open to learning more because you're never ever going to be the finished article but equally don't feel like you're not good enough because you don't think you know it all nobody will know it all but what you know right now is an enough for the patient in front of you as long as you're open and you're there and you have focus on them and then next year you'll have more experience and more learning but right now the knowledge you have right now is enough to help that patient that's really important and that's actually a really wonderful affirmation mm. to have it's like i already know enough 
enough mm. to go out there and mm. we will learn the whole life that's uh, that's the beauty of living <laughs> don't ever think that you're not good enough and, and and if you struggle with something go and learn about it or get advice about it but your skill you have when you graduate this is enough to help people and 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 start there it's a whole new episode there <laughs> we're never gonna finish here <laughs> you're never gonna send me back to England, I know, are you? you have to stay here with me <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and then I well, I'm now I'm really looking forward to <laughs> for you coming back. Okay, thank you Tona. Thank you for having me.